0: Hello everybody, welcome back to Mirror Driving Season 2. It's been a long time, but we're excited to be back. Some things occurred last year where we couldn't continue making episodes, but all those are in the past. We're here once again with the greatest co-host in the world, Mr. Evan Coward. Evan, how are you doing, buddy?
1: I'm doing great, man. We're talking talk about some racing. Uh, It's been building up my system since we last recorded Mirror Driving. It's ready to get it all out. What about you, buddy?
0: Oh, man, I love to hear that. Um, yeah, no, exactly the same. Really stoked to be back. Uh, perfect time. The Clash is this weekend. It'll be a couple days after this podcast goes out. We'll talk about the Clash towards the end of the episode. Um, ben, how you been? It's been, what, almost five months since our last episode.
1: Since the week the week of Bristol, since we were last recorded. Um,
0: What's changed with you, man? How you doing in life?
1: I'm uh, doing pretty good. Did you great some places? Got to see the Braves win the World Series and, yeah, you know, first time in forever. Got to go to a World Series game. That was great. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Got to go watch the Titans get put out in the second round of the playoffs. That was not great. But, you know, you can't have them all. So, you know, we're not all, you know, Patriots fans. So, yeah. What you been up to? How you been?
0: I think Patriots fans are going through a rough time right now. Uh, yeah, no, I've been great. I'm so excited for the NASCAR season to return. It's finally here. Can't believe it. Uh, yeah, let's let's just dive right into it. So, on the list for today, we are going to start the podcast with the longest segment we've probably ever had. I don't think this episode is going to run too, too long, but this individual segment is probably one of the longer ones we've had in our whole like seven-episode history. So, it's going to be thoughts on our off it's to be our thoughts on the off-season moves. But we're going to go team by team, kind of give our expectations on that team, maybe give some opinions on any any big moves that might have happened, whether it's driver, big crew chief changes, maybe some sponsorship sponsorship dramas, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, we're going to go team by team but numerical order. So, we're going to start with Trackhouse, we're going to talk about Chastain and Suarez. Then we'll go to Penske, talk about Cindric, Blaney, Logano, Then RCR, you get the gist, okay? So, we're not going to go based off 2021, like team standings or whatever. This is just the easiest way. Um, and then we're going to talk about part time teams afterwards. We're about the charter teams first. I think that's the easiest way to do it. You ready, Evan? Sound good?
1: I'm a ready. All
0: right. Let's start it off with Trackhouse. All right. Trackhouse is expanding to a two car operation. We all know this with Ross Chastain and Daniel Suarez. Evan, you have any uh, opinions or expectations for this team moving forward?
1: Uh, I would actually expect at least to be in contention for a couple wins this year. Um, you know, we had Ross Chastain last year, almost get his first career uh, Cup Series win. Nashville, not really almost, but he finished second. Um, yeah, Kurt Busch drove the one car last year. You know, won Atlanta. It was in contention for a couple of the races, and so now they're getting those notes from Ganassi and being able to use those to this year's uh, season, which obviously obviously a totally, totally, totally different car. Um, just expect with Chastain's you know, aggressiveness to be able to put him in contention for a couple of wins. Uh, Suarez, I would probably say will for sure be in contention for a couple of top tens for sure. Uh, probably a couple of t- top fives as well. I just don't see him this
0: year. Um, I definitely agree with a large part of what you just said. I think, I feel like this is something that we've literally said every year since Suarez has made it to Cup. But I do think this is more of his make-or-break year. It's his second year with Trackhouse, I think he's their number one driver this year. Um, uh, the team has m- much better equipment now. They have much better, just, everything, really. Like, they have their own shop, they have two charters, they have a lot more sponsors, they have double the notes. I think if Suarez can't at least net a couple top fives and be close to winning this year, like, I don't know what it's going to take. As far as Chastain, I think his expectations this year should be a lot lower than people have. Uh, just It's his first year with the team. It's largely part, like, the same Ganassi operation he had last year, more than likely. But, I don't know. Um, You got to expect at least one of them will be fringe playoff contenders. Like, I don't know if Trackhouse will make the playoffs by the other drivers, but I do think at least one of them, my guess Chastain, will be, like, top 20 in points, like, just on the bubble.
1: Yeah. And plus, too, you got to consider, this is Suarez, is what, first season since 2019 of having a teammate? And so you know just being able being able to lay in on that teammate as well because the first time we've had practice since you know like a full season of practice since 2019 I figured that that, that would figure that would help him quite a bit too In the, being in the same equipment
0: that's actually a really good point as well this is the first time really for Chastain or Suarez where practice and having a teammate in quality equipment um. It's the first time they've had that. Like, I know Suarez was a Stuart Haas and JGR, but he was always, the, like, the fourth option on those teams. I think even still with Chastain there, I think Suarez is still the number one guy. Like, you're going to be the king until someone knocks you off your throne. And Chastain can't come into the operation and immediately be the one number one guy. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't F1. Number one driver doesn't mean <coughs> anything. But I do think that NASCAR teams put a little bit more focus on their number one guy. You know?
1: Yeah, look at you know, look at Jimmie Johnson throughout the 2010s
0: Like, if there's a questionable setup, it's not going to go on Suarez's car to start the year. Now, if Chastain's immediately netting top tens and Suarez is struggling, then you might see the focus change. But uh, I think Suarez, like I said, make or break year. I think practice is going to be huge. Uh, Trackhouse hasn't had that as an operation. Um. Yeah, no, I'm expecting a a step up from Trackhouse for this year. I don't know if one. I don't know if either team makes the playoffs. That's a lot to ask for for a second-year team, but I don't know. I mean, that's basically Ganassi, and it would have been a bad year if at least one Ganassi car didn't make the playoffs, so I don't yeah. know. Is it a double standard? Who knows?
1: I mean, last year you had what, one Ganassi car make it, and he was out in the round of, si- round of 16. So, I mean, you know, it was just
0: very you never true. know. Yeah, very true. Um, Yeah. That's it for uh, Trackhouse. Let's talk about Team Penske. Uh, Obviously, Team Penske has a Rookie of the Year candidate with Austin Sindrick. They have Ryan Blaney returning after his breakout year last year. And then Joey Logano going to be the team leader this year. Uh, Let's see how he steps into that role. He's arguably already been in that role, but with Brad Keselowski gone, that solely lies on Joey's shoulders. Um, What are your expectations for this team? Uh, let's start with Austin though. Like, what are your expectations for Austin this year?
1: i I'd probably say one win on a road course. I was gonna
0: uh, I was gonna say the same thing. It's literally like crazy to like have an expectation of a rookie to win a race. But if Austin doesn't win one of the million road courses on the schedule this year, I think it's gonna be like <laughs> a bad year.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, he almost there was in contention at Road America. He ran well. Like, at a top ten at Indy.
0: Um, well at Coda until 8 issues
1: it's very true um I just think you know coming in with all this road course experience especially with how much he's won in you know, the Xfinity Series I feel like that could that should be able to tra- help translate over to Cup Series but then again also you know you had Chase Elliott driving the one car in Indianapolis last year and he didn't really was not a contender at all and then he was a contender on Sunday so I you know a lot of it just is Completely night and day, but I just don't know. I don't know how he'll f- fare on the intermediates or the short tracks or all that in the Cup series. I figured, it, you know, I f- figured he would end up doing pretty well.
0: Uh, one thing you got to consider is the next gen car is actually built like with road courses in mind for like the first time ever, and it apparently is pretty similar to like a GT car. And Austin Drake has a lot of experience in those. So I think he'll be right at home. Um, I don't know if you saw Keystone Lights actually going to be on the car for the All-Star race. I think that's pretty cool, uh, especially considering Austin Cindric has publicly stated he does not drink alcohol. So, it's kind of yeah, so fill those in
1: there. fill those cans up with water.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, Austin Cindric replacing Brad Keselowski, who we'll discuss on further in a little bit. Um, you think Austin makes playoffs?
1: Well, if he's going to win, then yeah.
0: I was gonna say exactly what I was going to say. I think if he makes the playoffs, it's because he won a race. If he doesn't win one of the road courses, I just don't see it. I don't think he's going to have a bad year by any means. I think he wins Rookie of the Year just based on his equipment. But,
1: I don't know. Uh, if he can bring the consistency up that he had in the Xfinity Series without, and not have a win in some way, fashion, or form, I feel like he should be able to make the playoffs, unless we have you know 17 winners, which... You know, no could happen this year. You know, we, we just don't know. Don't know what I expect.
0: Year, it's a spec series now, so
1: exactly.
0: Um, yeah, I, I think, I think playoffs is a lot to ask. I, I don't see it. He's gonna have to win a race, in my opinion. Um, moving forward to Ryan Blaney and the number twelve. Uh, new crew chief. Um, uh, breakout year last year. What are your thoughts on, on Blaney's 2022?
1: Uh, I think it could be better in this 21 year, uh, to be honest with you. Um, just with them having the crew chief that was on the Wood Brothers last year, um, you know, they, after the crew chief change, they statistically got better. Uh, obviously, you know, the driver of that 21 car, you know, I feel like he held it down just a little bit. But Agreed. I think, you know, he had three wins last year, all on different types of tracks. So, I mean, so if, he can, if he can continue that consistency he had last year, then he might be one of the unstoppable forces of this year.
0: I definitely agree. I think Ryan Blaney, uh, I mean, it's hard to say with the new car, but I think Ryan Blaney is going to end the year with the most wins on Team Penske out of the three. Um, he's always a force at the plate races. Now, with like tracks like Atlanta being miniature plate races or super speedways, it just opens up his wheelhouse even more, as we saw at Michigan last year. Um, I do find it interesting. I don't really know if it's worth pointing out, but a lot of the sponsors that were on the two-car last year kind of moved over to Blaney, like with Worth. Um, now, with Shell and Pindola taking out basically every race for the 22, I think it's a, a good sign that Ryan Blaney appears to be so marketable.
1: So yeah, he's very yeah, he's very marketable. So I mean all the you go to the races you see fans with eighteen, twelves and nines on and nineteens on. So I mean I feel like, you know he's one of the probably one of the faces of I mean he's been on what what show was it? Hawaii Five O or something like that? Something I mean, oh, I'll see uh, Chase I want to see Chase Elliott on T V shows.
0: He was on uh something P uh the private detective show, something PI.
1: Magnum PI. Yeah, that's there it. You go with uh, Eddie George, tighten up.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Ryan Blaney. If Ryan Blaney starts breaking out and he starts winning five, six races a year, what do you think that means for Joey Logano? Like, could you see Ryan, like, low-key forcing Joey out of Penske? Not like anything hostile, just just based on performance. Because Joey's kind of been in a slump lately. Like, I know he's been close to making Final Fours, he's made Final Fours, but... Dude's been averaging like one win a year.
1: Yeah, but who do you replace him with?
0: Well, we'll get to that later because there's a very hot potential free agent that'll be on the market after this year. And I'm not saying Joey's going to be gone for Penske this year. I'm just saying that, uh, well, we'll talk about that later. But let's talk about Joey. Um, his new paint scheme, his new shell pins oil paint scheme, got released, I think, yesterday to, uh, Nothing but positive reaction on Twitter. Um, no, everyone hates the paint scheme, and I love it. That shell pencil scheme is awesome. Uh, that red trim around the, uh, the uh, wheel well looks a beautiful, perfect paint scheme. People complain about the scallops. They get rid of the scallops. They complain the car is boring. I don't know what you want from them. But yeah. this isn't a paint scheme podcast. Joey Logano returns at Team Pinsky. Um,. I think there's a lot of big question marks on Joey this year. Like, yeah,
1: especially too with him being, you know, it's contract year for him. So oh, I feel signed, like if he. he signed just...
0: through 2023. 22. Uh, Jayski says 23.
1: Oh, Team Piscay says 22.
0: All right, well, I'm going to take Jayski because they didn't rely. But uh, <laughs> if it is 2022, that's even more interesting.
1: Oh, sorry, just 23. through. All right, so it is
0: 2023. Quote your sources. (laughs) Like I said, Jayskid never lies. Uh, (laughs) As we mentioned previously, Joey is far and away the team leader this year. I I don't think that's controversial to say. I think it's just it is what it is. Um, And that's something I feel like he's never really experienced in the Cup Series. Or even really in his NASCAR career in general. Uh, How do you think that's going to weigh on him? Because that is something drivers think about. People might be like, well, no one even cares. Like, that's not a thing. It is. Like he is the flagship driver right now. There's a rookie in the flagship car, so that kind of takes some prestige away from the 2. Blaney is still the young guy. Like he's not the youngest guy in Penske anymore, but like Joey is the old veteran on that team. Like he should Yeah, I think it, he should run better than the 2 in the 12.
1: I think it he helps him too. He's got a championship under his belt, so he kind of like he knows what the he knows Penske still has that championship driver in and still believes in him, and so that should be able to help him guide the team to where it needs to be to be able to where they can actually still compete with all three cars, <clears throat> and then be able to help all three drivers, you know, find a way to get better. So Especially, well, then you got to add Harrison Burton into with the twenty-one and satellite team. Um, the technically, I got four or four drivers and two rookies, so um, I, don't know, I feel like he should. Especially with how much he stuck up for himself the last couple of years. You know, he should be able to guide the team into where it needs to be.
0: Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about Harrison Burton later because I have a lot to talk about there. Um, I think Joey's going to nail the team leader role. But Joey seems like a guy who doesn't really like competition on his team. Like, we've seen issues between Brad and Joey. We saw issues with Denny and Joey when they were teammates. Kyle Busch and Joey. Uh, a lot of those came out after they were no longer teammates, but stories came out from when they were teammates, they didn't like each other, and Joey didn't get along. Joey isn't a guy who likes to share. And, you know, he has the only championship-winning crew chief, I believe, on the entire team. So he is set up for success. But, I don't know if things start going awry. Like, I could genuinely see Joey, like, in a different team in 2024 if the next two years, if Blaney outshines. And it's nothing to do with Joey being negative or anything, it's just drivers have egos. Um, and I think we saw that a little bit with Brad. When Brad was the top Penske guy, everything was fine. The last couple of years, he started taking a backseat maybe to Joey or Blaney. And look where he's at now. If you had told me in 2019 that Brad wouldn't be on Penske in 2022, I wouldn't have believed you. So, you anything to add with Penske as a whole or Joey?
1: Uh, no.
0: All right, let's move on to RCR with Austin Dillon once again returning to the three- um, we'll talk about Tyler Reddick here in a second I don't have a lot to mention about Austin Because it's the same as every year But I do want to say I think people who are sleeping on Austin Maybe they hate him because he's in the three Or they think he's Silver Spoon or whatever I think they'll be eating their words at the end of the season Like I, I, see, I don't know if he's going to make He's not going to win the championship or anything But I think Austin's going to be pretty impressive this year I think he's a lock to make the playoffs You can quote me on that I think we see the three back in victory lane At a non-plate track I just have a good feeling for Austin
1: I mean, yeah, all you got to do is just, you know, make two tires at Texas and you win the race. So. If
0: it was that easy, other people would have done it. <laughs> you got to put yourself in those positions. But for real, well, man, well, Austin, is, he was so consistent last year. He only missed the playoffs because we had so many winners. Um, I think Austin's come back hungry.
1: He only missed the playoffs because he got hooked at Michigan. Hooked so let's not forget in that in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if he can – if. He can take what he had in those last, what, four or five races at the regular season last year and can stretch it out probably 15, 20 races. You know, he can, he can be a force to reckon with. But it's just that. You know, you got to be able to get, to take what you had there and stretch it out, which for a lot of people is very hard. And uh, some people just go on a spell where they don't win anything. Some people go on a spell where they win everything. And so, you know, just going to be able to find that happy medium. And just do the best you can with it. Now, I think he could probably I say at most one win, personally. Yeah, I don't you see can't him. expect to be a
0: world beater, but I do think a win is, is
1: possible. Yeah, I, I can't I personally don't see him going out there and just lighting the world on fire and just dominating a race. I see him probably more as, you know, uh, either getting the car right late in the race or on the strategy or you know, takes two tires on the pit stop. You know, that's probably the only way I can see him winning the race. I just can't see him going out there and just, you know, burning it down.
0: Uh, I agree. This, I think, is probably the first team. Well, I guess we did it for Trackhouse, Where we need to have our expectations in line for RCR in Austin. Um, at the end of the day, it's still RCR. Like, yes, this is essentially a spec series. But the cream's always going to rise to the top. The Hendricks are going to be the best. The Gibbs are going to be the best. RCR at the end of the day is still RCR. Um, so whenever you talk about Austin or Reddick's expectations you still have to have the team in mind and while I am confident Austin will make the playoffs and I do genuinely think he'll win a race like I think he'll make the playoffs on points no matter what he's usually around a 10th, 11th place driver in points even in RCR equipment um, I think it's important to keep your expectations in line um,
1: was it last year he had like what like Seven, eight, nine, 12 place finishes in a row, or something like
0: that? Uh, I don't know if he had, uh, like race finishes in a row, but I do know. If, I kept track of the, the regular season points in a notepad, and literally from, like, Homestead until late in the summer, or the it Augustine might have been points, not 12 points every week.
1: Yeah. Like, just the consistency.
0: Uh,. So, like, in Reddick at the time was like 14th, 15th. He ended up passing Austin in points because Redick went on a tear at the end of the season and Austin kept screwing up, but I think if Austin gets into a position where he doesn't try to get more than the car is going to give, if he has a 13th place car, he needs to start taking a 13th place. He tries to do too much, and he just messes up. He speeds on pit road, he hits the wall, he wrecks Blaney. So, if he can keep just full focus, I think Austin's going to have a good year. Uh, moving on to Tyler Reddick. This is the driver that I think is going to be fun to talk about this year.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: Uh, whenever I mentioned earlier about a big free agent at the end of the year, uh, Tyler Reddick's what I'm talking about, man. I think before the whole scandal in 2020 with the slur, Kyle Arson was going to be the biggest free agent at the end of the year. Like, the biggest one in a really long time. Obviously, we didn't get that whole big free agency storyline because he was suspended and what team would take a chance on him. I think Tyler Reddick's going to be the biggest free agent we've had in in a while. Um, Contract year. So I'm not seeing that on J-Ski, but according to uh, the teardown with Jeff Gluck and Jordan Bianchi, he is a a free agent at the end of the year. Um, And there's a lot of teams that could be having openings. I don't want to make predictions on that right now because Tyler Reddick could go and lay an egg this year. But I do I don't I don't think he will. Like I think we'll see the eight card in victory lane multiple times. Like genuinely multiple times. Two, three. I think he'll make the playoffs. I don't think he'll make a deep run in the playoffs, but I think this is the year that Tyler Reddick breaks out.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean you've seen he's been so close so many times. You know, especially with back at the playoffs last year, just based on points like we mentioned before, you know, then just barely getting put out in the first round. Uh, but I feel like, you know, He's 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 right at that point to where he could finally get that first one, and then once he gets well, I feel like once he gets that first one, he's gonna start racking them off left and right. And so I just feel like once he just breaks through, it's no stopping that kid.
0: I completely agree, um, and I'm sure the Austin Dillon fan that's listening to this podcast, all one of them, didn't want to hear that, but Reddick, I, I high expectations for Reddick. And I'm trying not to. You gotta limit your expectations. Like I said with Dylan, he's still in an RCR car. But like Reddick doesn't care that he's in an RCR car. He's just that good. Um moving on to Stuart Hosh racing. Starting off with Kevin Harvick in the number four. Um this would be an interesting year for Kevin. He went winless last year. Like randomly. Um He said on the Dale Jr. download that he was originally going to retire after 2021. We know he obviously didn't. He signed through 2023. I think he'll honor that. Even if he goes winning this year, year, I don't think he'll just up and retire. I think he'll at least finish his contract. But I do think he's in an interesting situation this year. Um, Kevin's going to be hungry to win. A lot hungrier than he's ever been. And... I don't know, man. It's be interesting to see how he adapts to this new car. Like, do you have any expectations for Kevin?
1: Uh, I would suspect a, a uh, comeback year. I wouldn't say he's going to do like he did in 2019 and go up there, or 2020, and just, like, win 15 races in a year. i probably say he might win best case, two. Uh, worst case, if you have a repeat last year. Um,
0: Are you saying the best-case scenario for Kevin Harvick is two wins?
1: This year, personally, yes. Because, uh, obviously, you know, with the Hendricks and the Gibbs, you know, Stuart Haas last year was just not there. You know, the only, who who's only driver last year won a race for Stuart Haas? Yeah, but you're Eric saying Comerola. you only
0: see him getting double the wins Eric Romerola netted last year. Yes. That's an interesting take. I, hey, I like it.
1: That well, takes, like, baby. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I mean, I just if he's if I feel like if he's got confidence there. I mean, obviously last year he came so close to winning at Bristol. I mean, he he was a hook away from winning Bristol. And he just uh, he could he couldn't send Larson to the wall. Uh, I feel like there was another race last year. He finished second in the end of the year. Um, I just feel like he obviously still has the want and desire to win. I just don't see him coming back like the old Kevin Harvick.
0: Yeah, you got to factor in his age. He's like what forty-six now. Yes. Um, People say that a driver's prime is at thirty-nine. He's seven years past his prime allegedly. So, Um, I don't agree that two wins is like best-case scenario. I think it's closer to four. Um, If over/under is a three, I'm gonna take the over. You're clearly gonna take the under. I think the Harvick and Childers connection is just too good, personally. Um, we haven't really talked about sponsorship yet. Uh, I, I think it's interesting that the new sponsors that Kevin Harvick and Stuart House have got, they got Ream for three races, they got Gear Wrench for five. It's like they're kind of taking other team sponsors. So Harvick, clearly marketable still in his old age.
1: Very I, marketable. I, obviously, you know... I'm sure his episode of the Daily Show download was probably one of the top five most most listened to.
0: For sure, I listened to it twice.
1: Let's do it once.
0: Um, okay. well, I listened to the whole thing once, and then I went back and listened to a couple moments, a couple times. But before we get into the rest of the Stuart Haas cars, do you think, just right now, that Kevin Harvick will be the the top dog at the end of the year for SHR? Yes. Okay. Let's move on to uh, to uh, Chase Briscoe on the number 14, Stuart Haas Racing Ford. Uh, man. I don't know what to say. I, Chase Briscoe had a mad disappointing rookie year. Stuart Haas as a whole was disappointing last year, but I think everyone had high expectations for Briscoe, which is, you know, he's a rookie. That's why I said not to have too much expectations for Cindric. Because Briscoe was arguably the most hottest prospect coming up in recent years. And he did nothing last year. Other than the Indy Road Course, which he got himself DQ'd from. uh, Well, not DQ'd, but Black Flagged. That sophomore slump's got to go in reverse for Briscoe this year. He has an actual full-time sponsor with Mahindra. uh, Who, ironically, has a Formula E team, I learned. That's actually pretty cool. They're a tractor company. So, do with that what you will. I think Chase Briscoe I don't I don't think he necessarily needs to make the playoffs but I think he needs to have a like a I don't even like not even a breakout year but anything is better than what he did last year.
1: Yeah, he was a very disappointing last year and I for some reason I felt it like you know watching the road course the daytime road course um seeing him spin out, you know, of like lap 7 something like, really early in the race. I was like, this might not be a good year for him. who think thinking, obviously, you mentioned, you know, Indianapolis, almost won there. I feel like that was probably the only race where he was, really, really in contention. Uh, but I think everybody had a good feeling for that. Um, I don't know. if it, Like, I just don't see him. I can I see him contending for top tens, maybe some top fives, but not really contending for wins.
0: Yeah, I think if Chase Briscoe is going to make the playoffs, he has to win. He just doesn't seem to be consistent enough to. Uh,
1: I think, uh, then again, he could go out there and pull it off like Eric Air- Enrola did in New Hampshire and just shock the world. I mean, you never know.
0: Yeah, I definitely don't think he's in a Cindric type situation where if he's going to win, it has to be on a road course because he's a good Oval driver, right? Like, that's where he makes his money. But I definitely think that if he. Is going to make plus, He has to win. I don't think necessarily has to be a road course, but I don't know. I don't. I don't see him pointing his way in. It just occurred to me that we skipped Eric Almirola. So story of his career. Uh, moving <laughs> on, to Eric Almirola, because we are taking a while, so let's speed up through these a little bit. Eric Almirola has announced that he is retiring uh, from full-time competition at the conclusion of the 2022 season. Um. Were you surprised by that move?
1: Uh, not really. I also just kind of figured it would come sooner rather than later, 'cause I, you know, he's getting a little older. I want to say probably like 37, 38, thirty-seven, thirty-eight, thirty-nine somewhere in there. I mean, obviously now, you know, he's he's some yeah, he's late thirties. So we'll put it that way. Yeah. Um, he's got a couple kids coming up, growing up. You know, kind of wants to be there for them. So I figured he would do it. Between either now, I figured he would do it personally his last contract. Well, he has one-year
0: contracts every year, so.
1: Now that is true, but still. uh, No, I'm not surprised at all. I figured it was coming.
0: Looking back, I mean, I am surprised. I'm very surprised, actually. I'm not surprised that he won't be in the 10 car next year. I feel like that was a given. But I'm surprised he's just taking his ball and going home. Now, I do think he'll run races next year. Maybe not in cup. Maybe a couple truck or Xfinity races. Uh, maybe a random cup race. Because I think Smithfield will back him for a random one-off. Um, but I just didn't see him retiring. I feel like he's a guy who like loves the sport and enjoys racing. And I, I kind of expected to see, like a, I don't know, Smithfield maybe scaling back and him going like a front-row car or something.
1: Yeah. But Did he say retire, retiring from the sport or retiring full-time?
0: Uh, I heard or I read an article. I guess he was interviewed, and he definitely said that he would be interested in doing like one offs or something like that. But specifically full time. Um, he has a new crew chief, Drew Blickensterfer, who's actually a really solid crew chief. He was with Michael McDowell last year, I believe. Got a Daytona 500 win. Um, so I think that'll help his performance a little bit for sure chiefs obviously play a big role in the performance of the car. Um, what are your expectations for Eric?
1: Uh, I don't know. It's hard to tell with Eric. Um, I
0: think he at least makes the playoffs on points.
1: I don't know, man. I can't. I don't think so personally. Because obviously last year he was what? used to like bottom twenty, bottom. 25 in the points. No, that bottom 25, below 25th in points. I would say he got the win in New Hampshire. Uh I probably see him being between 20th and 27th in points. But, I just don't see any wins.
0: Um, that is a good point. I forgot how bad he was last year. Uh, points wise. Um, I don't know, man. I think with it being his last year, he's gonna put, I think he's gonna put that work in. I think he's, I think we're seeing New Air Cameron next year. I don't think he wins. Like it's I it maybe if he pulls off a Talladega or a Daytona win. But I don't think he wins anywhere other than there. Um but he very well could, man. He's a good play racer. I don't know. I think he I think he points his way in for sure. Um I, I'm looking at the points from last year from the notepad I had. And not counting the playoffs, obviously. Uh he was never higher than twenty third in points. The last two races of the regular season, he, he got up to 23rd. Uh, he spent a lot of time between 28th and 26th. So, in a Stuart Haas car, that's not what you want. Surprised he got to keep his ride, dude. I think that win at New Hampshire definitely saved him. 100%.
1: Yeah. well, that, too, and Smithfield's backing.
0: There were rumors that Smithfield was going to cut down their backing. Do you think that win maybe brought him back a little bit? Uh, I don't know how much bacon they sell from sponsoring a cup car.
1: Uh, I mean, I have bought Smithfield Bacon because of that reason, personally. I have too, um,
0: but we're diehard. Like, I don't know if a yeah, casual they, fan is going to see that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just. But maybe they're not trying to sell uh, to
0: casual fans. Maybe they're selling to hardcore. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it could be. You never know.
0: I will proudly say Smithfield is the only bacon I buy because of NASCAR. So. But I don't really like bacon that much, so. Maybe I don't like Smithfield. Who knows?
1: I love bacon. Who knows? Uh huh Smithfield.
0: Let's move on to Cole Custer. I have a lot to say about this. This is actually uh, one of my hot takes later on, so I'm not gonna say a lot about this right now. No, screw. I'll say it right now. We'll we'll do the hot takes in between this right here. So I think Cole Custer, even with his family ties, this is a make-or-break year. I know it's only his third season, but he has been probably the biggest bust that we've seen in Cup in a long time. I don't care. I don't care. Flame me if you want. I do not care. Um. If he didn't get that lucky win at Kentucky, like, I think, I don't even know, dude. Like, his, he is so lucky his dad has a tie-in with with uh, Gene Haas.
1: I mean, I don't know. I can see him coming back and actually performing great this year. Not really great, but good. I think he needs like to. Like a lot better. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously. But, you know, I can see him doing it instead of needing to. Um, you know, somebody in the Xfinity Series who 2018, 2019 it's just you couldn't stop him and then you know, he gets the cup and wins one race to Kentucky and it's just that's it you know I I feel like he sh- could be able to be able to you know perform top 10s top 15s but you know
0: Uh, looking at Cole Custer stats from last year, points-wise, the last eight races of the season, he stayed stationary at 28th in points. 28th, okay? Stationary. Like, the points at the back half field are so close, right? Like, you net a top five, you're going to move up a couple spots. He stayed stationary at 28th. Do you know the only drivers he was ahead of at, like, full-time drivers?
1: No. We guess required cars. now that those aren't full-time.
0: Uh, one of them was. Who else? So, 28th in points is where he finished the regular season. I didn't keep track after that because the playoffs kind of threw things for a loop. It really messed things up. So, he was 28th. Corey LaJoy is tw- uh, 29th. Anthony Alfredo was 30th. Uh, Josh Bolicki 31st. And then Quinn Hoff uh, was actually lower than 32nd. But... Just for sake of argument, a full time driver's Quinoff was thirty second. So he was only ahead of a spire car, Anthony Alfredo, yeah, and a require car. In Stuart Haas equipment. <laughs> like keep in mind his teammates, Chase Briscoe I mean uh yeah, Chase Briscoe, a rookie, finished the regular season twenty second in points. Eric Almarola with a win finished twenty third. And he's back there. And 28th. And the last 12 races of the regular season, he was no higher than 27th. Like, come on. You know what I mean? Like, he has the Haas Automation sponsorship. You look at Stuart Haas Racing, you think, wow, that's the flagship car, because they have the team brand on it. I don't know. I like Phil Custer, and I want to see him succeed. But dude, he's got it. Like I don't maybe change crew chiefs. I don't know if Mike Shiplett's the guy, but like yeah, I do something.
1: Yeah, I feel yeah, but I do feel like if he if he doesn't come back and have, a, have at least a good season this year, then I feel like he will, you know, be on the hook for this year. That's probably all he's got.
0: I don't think he ever leaves, man. I think he's uh, I think he's there for the long haul as long as his dad's involved. But hey. Uh, yeah, I think he's, for I th- this year though. I don't want to run the guy too long.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll probably say I wouldn't say any wins. I'd probably say about seven or eight top tens.
0: I think that's I think that's a good step up from last year. Uh, I don't think he makes playoffs. I don't really think he's close unless he wins. That's the yep. the weird thing with the playoff format, man. Like a driver like Eric Amrola from last year who really shouldn't be in the playoffs, could get in the playoffs if they just get one win. That's all you need is one win. But I don't see him winning unless he gets a playoff, like a plate win, super suit win. Um, let's head on to Hendrick Motorsports. It only took us, let's see, how long in are we? It only took us 39 minutes. I'm gonna trim some of this down. Uh, yeah, we
1: still gotta go to JGR too, and the Wood Brothers. Yeah. And and Spire.
0: And Roush. Let's get into Hendrick Motorsports. And let's try to speed some of these. Alright, starting off with Kyle Larson and the number five uh last year's champion. I think compared to last year specifically, Larson's gonna have a quote unquote down year. I think he wins like four races. I think he makes the final four. I don't know if he wins championship. Um which compared to last year, Larson fans probably act like it's the worst year ever. I think that just laid out my expectations. Like I don't have a lot to say about Larson. Everyone knows how good he is.
1: Yeah, I mean, you have people claiming him or calling him like the greatest driver on earth. So I mean, he's he can win in anything. Um, obviously, like you said, I do see it down here. What did he win? Like nine races last year, ten races last year,
0: ten. Five ten. of the playoff races, which I think, which I think most people didn't really like acknowledge.
1: Yeah, I mean, he just what he There's I mean, some of them he didn't. He just went out there and just was gifted the win, like at Bristol or. Um, was he was he I'm in a car at Roval I remember but um
0: he led a lot of laps but I wouldn't say he was like the best car
1: yeah uh, that was uh, William That's Byron his, Tyler
0: Reddick probably should have
1: won that one too yes uh,
0: got yeeted into the I uh, don't know William Byron I guess got yeeted but
1: yeah, yeah. I'd probably say probably about I six wins uh, obviously you know if they can If they can match that stretcher, they won, like, four or five races in a row. Obviously, with the All-Star Race, not playoff point uh, race. I mean, they should have won the Pocono Race, too. Um, Yeah. I think if he
0: doesn't blow a tire there, I think he had, like, eight or nine straight top two finishes, which is just crazy.
1: Ridiculous. Yeah, I think, you know, quote-unquote bad year this year or down year compared to where it was last year, I don't see... Winning that many races, I do see him make it to the final four. Um, obviously,
0: I mean, you still have him winning like five or six races. Like that's still a lot. That's a good season.
1: Yeah, but you know, compared to last year, though.
0: Yeah, that's just that's yep. such an anomaly. Yeah. Um. See, there's not a lot to say about Larson. Everyone knows he's good. He's going to win a lot of races. He's probably going to make the final four unless some some nonsense happens. Um, hit uh Chase Elliott, the number nine Hendrick Motorsports Chevy. I have a hot take for this, and you might think, wow, that's crazy. I don't think it's crazy. I don't think Chase Elliott wins a single road course race this year. I can see that. Like, Kyle Larson, I think, is better at road courses than Chase. Austin Sindrick's up in the Cup Series now. AJ is going to run all the road courses. Um, I just I think there's a lot more road course expertise in the Cup Series now than there was in, like, 2018, 2019. Even twenty twenty, yep. and a lot of those road course drivers are in way better equipment than they were even last year. Um,
1: Here's a question for you, though. Yes, sir. Is the nine car great on road courses, or is Chase Elliott great on road courses?
0: I don't know what you mean.
1: Like, is the is the nine car is the car itself good on road courses? Like, like can't beat it at all, or is Chase Elliott just one of the best road course drivers out there?
0: Well. I don't recall Chase Elliott really being that great at road courses in Xfinity when he was younger. He didn't look that good in his road course Xfinity race last year. Uh, prior to 2018, I don't really remember Chase Elliott even acknowledging him on road courses. So, I don't know.
1: What so, do you think? You, the, by the way you talk about that, then you figure it would be the car. I mean, I believe, be, maybe
0: he just figured it out. I don't
1: know. I mean, well, if you got the track attack program out there, you know, you you, know, you got a stock car race around That's weird. not really stock cars I don't know it's how that's legal in.
0: though I, d- I don't get how that's legal
1: it's, I think it's got a different motor to what uh NASCAR regulates so but I just you know, I do I do believe I do believe, it's, I do believe it's I do believe it's the car more than this chase on the road courses that's a hot so take know.
0: that is a, that's going on TikTok that's a hot take
1: oh dude it's so hot it's on fire <laughs> but like you just said you know he's you don't recall him ever winning on uh, Road Courses and Xfinity Series, right?
0: Like, once he won that Watkins Glen race in 2018, on my birthday, that shit pissed me off. But once he won that race on in 2018, it felt like that light lit the fire. Before that, yeah, I don't my- remember him ever really... Like, he hit maybe a top five, but he wasn't... Yeah. He wasn't, like, a... You know, he wasn't anything special. But maybe I'm yeah. wrong. I was, like, four years ago at this point. But I don't. Especially in Xfinity. Did he ever really do anything when he was in the nine in Xfinity? Like, was um, there ever, like a Road America race where he was just really good? Maybe he didn't win? Or mid-Ohio or anything?
1: I do not recall. That was, what, eight years ago at this point? Eight, seven years ago?
0: I feel like if there was a race that he dominated and he just lost, we'd remember. So I, I I think it came out of the blue. Chase LA fans, we're not, we're not trying to diminish how good Chase is. He's still obviously a good road course racer. Even if it is largely the car, he's still got to wheel that thing. Road courses show skill. He's still a good driver. It's just I think there's better drivers now. Especially yeah, the horses I mean, in the field.
1: Look at Watkins Walk- Glen last year. You know, he's in the nine car, running down the leader. And he gets about a second and a half, and he just stops. Now, who was the leader at the time? Mr. Kyle Larson. Okay, now, what, what what team does Kyle Larson drive for? Hendrick? Okay, so you have the same car, essentially, because they're out of the same garage, I believe. Now, if, now Chase gets the second and just can't gain anything there. So what I tell you? They're driving pretty much the same car.
0: But wouldn't that say a lot about the Gen 6 Dirty Air than anything?
1: I mean... But
0: we saw passing at Road Courses, so I don't know how much you can use the Dirty Air. Yeah.
1: Use. Wait, well, cause, because... Because they run the short blade at Road Courses, right?
0: Yeah, they run the shorter track package.
1: I mean, you can't really say it's a big, big factor like it is at intermediate tracks, but... but still.
0: It definitely wasn't as big of a factor as, what, 2019, when Shrex ran down Chase... And he just couldn't pass him because, the yeah. week was too much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, let's get back on. Do you agree that, or do you agree with my hot take that Chase isn't going to win a road course race? It's okay if you don't. There's a lot of road courses on the schedule, and he's.
1: I'm going really to. I'm going to win this year too. Last year too.
0: He won um, Dakota, luckily, like very luckily. Road America. And then Road America.
1: Yeah, they, and
0: even Road America, man. Uh,
1: sure. There's, what, seven, eight road courses? I feel like he'll win one. So
0: there's no Daytona road course anymore, which I think is probably his best. He was yeah. really good there. He he probably should have won the Clash last year. Uh, oh, he
1: shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> that, All right. yeah, that, yeah. He was in so contention something. for
0: the win. He won there in 2020. He was dominating until a random... Rain
1: Caution in 2021? Yep. like Caution or Rain in NASCAR 1.
0: Like, he's never ran bad there, and it's now off the schedule. So, I think that hurts him yep. a lot. Um, but Yeah, Chase Elliott's going to be a driver who makes the round of eight for sure. I think he probably makes the final four. Um, does he win on an oval, man? He hasn't done that in a while. Since, what, Phoenix
1: <laughs> 2020?
0: Yeah. So, uh, probably not that long, but compared to his teammates. All his other teammates won an Oval last year.
1: Yeah, I could see him winning one, maybe like a Kansas or something. Um, but that's... I don't know. It's just hard to tell, especially with this new car. Uh, probably gonna wait a couple of weeks and then, and then we'll get a, like, especially after probably the West Coast swing, we'll get a, like a great feeling where everybody's at.
0: Yeah. Um, let's move on to Oh Willie B. William Byron in the number twenty-four Hendrick Chevy. Would you call last year a breakout season? I would. He didn't win but one race, but he was there every week.
1: Yeah, I'd say he he's starting to get a get a great taste of what it's like to be up front. He's starting to like it more and more and more. So I feel like he Go ahead. I feel like he, he could be able to win more races this year. Uh yeah, I feel like last year was a breakout year for him. Uh, when in Surlyn season, you know, he figured he would finally win. I Maybe mean, he'd be able to win both races in a year, but for some reason he couldn't. Um, I feel like that year is this year for him. I feel like you can see him win at Bristol or win at the Roval or win at Homestead or, you know, I feel like he's starting to come on more and more, especially with Rudy Fugle as the crew chief. You know, because Tim and Rudy work were, were great in the Truck Series.
0: Um, do you remember, like, a year ago at this time we were all kind of expecting him to be, like, the next Brian Vickers? Or... that Joni Machette, Casey Mears. Just young drivers who get canned by Hendrick due to performance. Because people forget, before 2021, he was not consistent. He was never really in contention for wins, like...
1: He only had that one Daytona win, so...
0: Yep, and even then, like,
1: he was just—he didn't even go up there winning. He just he was just like it was just right there in final lap. Um,
0: he's in a contract year this year. I think he's turning up at the right time. I think we see Willie make a, a deep run in the playoffs. I don't think he makes final four. I think it's a little too early to have that kind of expectation. I think round of twelve, round of eight, um, is the ceiling for me right now. His teammates are so good. You know what I mean? Four drivers can eliminate every round, and all three of his teammates can make the final four. Like if even Alex Bowman, like if he eats up at the right time. He went forward to race last year. I think William Byron's going to have a good year. I think he at least doubles his wins total from last year. For sure. I think Rudy Fugel is one of the most underrated crew chiefs in the garage. I like William Byron for this year. His expectations are hard, though, man, because you don't know what kind of William Byron you're going to get. Was 2021 an anomaly? Whenever you had multiple years of not very good, and then you get one year of, like, really solid, like, what are you going to get this year? Is he going to regress? Is he going to keep advancing? Don't know. I think for the sake of how likable William Byron is, that he does really well. Uh, Moving on to Alex Bowman, the final driver for Hendrick Motorsports.
1: Uh, All right. Hot take time, sons. Okay, I'm going to guarantee Alex Bowman makes the Final Four this year.
0: Is that why you're staying quiet when I mentioned that a minute ago? Uh, yeah. I said that Byron, even or even Bowman, could have made the Final Four. Uh, I do want to... He didn't tell me that was one of his hot takes. We have a couple hot takes we're each going to mention. I didn't know about that. I don't disagree. I wouldn't, like, bet on it, but I wouldn't be surprised if we look up a year from now and be like, wow. Alex Bowman made the Final Four last year.
1: Well, I mean, if he could could position himself just right, I mean, look look who won at Martinsville last year in the final race of the round of eight.
0: It only takes a couple lucky wins to get there.
1: Exactly. That's all you need. You just need a little luck and a little flavor. Now... Could it be just 2021 20, was just a random fluke year? Could be. I don't you think it realize, was, man. Um,
0: you remember how good he was in 2020 for like half the year?
1: Exactly. That's the whole thing I'm saying here is that he can be – him and Greg Ives, they are always cooking something. And it's just like watching them two come together and finally get – just being able to win that first race at Chicago Land in 2018 after like losing four or five in a row. 19, sorry. Yeah, it's I think. Sorry. Uh what I thought you'd Um then finally rolling like multiple races off where they're just like so good, so consistent, just if they can get cooking at the right time, they are they can bust doors down. So that's just my personal belief. Not that I'm a Dell Junior fan or anything. But
0: I um Yeah, no, I agree. Uh I think Bowman He was the least consistent Hendrick driver last year. But even still, I wouldn't say he was inconsistent. I would just say he was hot and cold throughout the year. If he can get that a little bit better, a little bit more hot than cold, I I think the 48 is going to be a contender week in, week out. Dude won four races. Say what you want. Call him a hack or whatever you'd like. You don't win (laughs) four races if you're bad. You don't win four races if you aren't clicking with your team. Like, you could make an argument that Luck was involved in all four, all four wins, but you still have to be there for Luck to occur. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Wait, Richman, yeah for but... example. He was running third. Caution comes out. He was the fastest car before the caution came out, but he was so far back. He got a good restart. Stole the win. He still had to be in third. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and and, and he still got to be second. Like, that's just...
1: Yeah, I don't feel like that I feel like that, that Doverman was not a fluke at all. I feel like he went out there and just I
0: think that was a dirty air and you just couldn't pass but you still had to get there.
1: I mean he, he, Hendrick cars was 1, 2, 3, 4, dude. I mean you couldn't like nobody was going to beat them that day no matter which teammate it was but I just think that, you know they went out there and he drove away from everybody.
0: That's a good point, yeah. Um, I don't know if Bowman necessarily makes the final four but I, I, I do think round of eight for the first time ever right he's never made the round of eight I think the round of eight would uh I don't know if he'd be a lock man cause he's so hot and cold but he's hot he's he is
1: hot he's a, he's a confidence driver there if he's can. got all the confidence in the world he's nothing that can stop him if he's down himself he's gonna finish probably 15th 20th every week
0: yep uh, I, I definitely agree um so before we close out with Hendrick swords give me your ranking of how you think the the Hendrick drivers rank after the season, like one, two, three, four.
1: Larson's one, uh, Bowman two, Byron
0: three, Elliott four. Wow. Okay. Chase. Like four.
1: for some reason, I just Chase gets that one championship, and like he's just has fallen off face of the earth. I feel like Byron's just come up and snatched that three from him. I mean, I don't know why I feel that way. It's just like, it's like how I feel like them like just as racers.
0: I mean, I sound surprised, but I just said I don't think he wins a road course race, and that's what he's known for winning. Like, I think he has more road course wins than he does oval wins, and there's a significant amount of more ovals than there are road courses. Uh, I don't even really dislike Chase. I, I think – I just – I don't really know. I don't – I don't know what it is. I don't think he's do that good this year. And not even because of him. I just think Hendrick is a good team, and his teammates are all really good. I don't think Chase has ever really proven himself on ovals. Like, he has a couple. He's won Kansas. He's won Dover. But I don't know, man. I just don't see it. So I agree. I would probably put it Larson. Yeah, exactly the same. Larson Bowman, Byron Chase. Maybe you could substitute Chasen Byron. Or, yeah, Jason Byron. But I think Bowman secured that second spot. It's hard to win four races and not be that high up on your team.
1: Unless you're a hack.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Roush Fenway keslowski racing. One of the bigger uh, storylines in the offseason. It's a shame it got leaked in May because we're all used to it by now. But Brad Keslowski driving the number six. Roush, Fenway, Kizlowski, racing forward. That name's a mouthful. Um, <laughs> I don't know if this is a hot take. I think it's like a lukewarm take. I think one or both Roush cars make playoffs this year. I think Brad wins. I think Busher points his way in.
1: Uh, I don't know. It's just so just Fendt or RFK. is just you just can't tell. Um, was, I feel like Busher was on competitive for that one homestead race where he won a stage, and then after that was just nothing else. You he know, obviously you had obviously you had Ryan Newman who you know it checked out offensively, according to him. Uh, I, it's just hard to tell right now. I don't really want to go in there and say they'll win 100 races. I don't want to go in there saying that they're going to finish last of a race. Melvitz, I want to expect maybe. Painting for top 10s, top 15s.
0: Let me ask you do you think Ralph will be better this year than they were last year? Oh, for sure. So last year, Chris Busher, throughout the regular season, never dipped lower than 18th in points. Oh, that was for one week he was as high as 13th and he finished 17th in points 16 make the playoffs so
1: yeah but you're at how many people behind that are going to win a race and go in
0: I if okay let's say you're on 17th in points again I think a very significant amount of the drivers in the top 16 in points will have wins so I don't think it'd be hard for him to necessarily point his way in granted second in points in the regular season last year didn't win a race in the regular season so Yes. I think, just keep in mind, Ryan Newman finished 26th in the regular season points. I, I don't think it's... uh.
1: Yeah, and plus, two, you have Matt McCall going to the sixth car, who, with Kurt Bush made the playoffs and won Atlanta last year. So, I mean, it. there's just so many changing parts from 2021-22. You just, you just don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely think Roush is better than last year. Um, I think, dude, that, have you seen the hires they've made? Like, from, you know, car chiefs and just engineers, fabricate, whatever. Like, they've, like, yeah. plucked, like, all-stars from other Even pit crew members, dude. Like, I know yeah. Roush picked a couple of Denny's pit crew, and Denny had one of the better pickers last year. Um,
1: yeah. and plus, dude, they hired um, one dude from... Who were all the art, uh, analytical art- articles? Uh, so they, now you know that they're going yeah, to the sport? David Smith or something like yeah. that, I believe.
0: Like I think yeah. I think Roush is. I, they're not going to be back to their 2005 form. Don't get me twisted. If they win a race, it's probably one like combined between the two cars. And I think it's Brad who does. Just he is so unbelievably good at like plate races and like Martinsville that I think it's so hard to be like, no, Brad is not winning a race. Like I. I'm leaning more towards yes than I am no, but I think it's just one, maybe two. If he yeah. does win, it's got to be in that violet defense car. I will pre-order the living hell out of that diecast. I'll buy two. That paint scheme is so beautiful. Please tell me you've seen it. Yeah. yeah, dude, that is my probably my favorite paint scheme I've seen in a long time. That chrome purple on the six. <clears throat> um, we kind of already talked about Chris Buescher, but if you have anything else to say, I already gave my expectations for him. He's probably going to point his way in.
1: I don't have anything else to add to it.
0: Um, and it's not a contract year it looks like for either driver, so, I think we'll see the same lineup in 2023. Uh, let's talk about a team that I'm actually rooting for pretty heavily this year, Inspire Motorsports. Uh, start with the number seven of Corey LaJoy. I mean, like, what do you want to say? He's not going to make playoffs. If he wins a race, it'll be Daytona Road Course as always. Um, but I do think this team will be improved. Like, they improved oh, yeah, sure. heavily last year, and I think they'll continue to improve.
1: Yeah, I feel like they'll be – it'll be a night and day difference, but I think it'll be just probably five – where, where, where did he finish at points last year?
0: In the regular season, he was 29th.
1: I'd say it'll probably be about 23rd. Other than
0: Homestead, where I started doing this, he was 27th. After they was 29th, he never went higher than 29th. He was as low as 31st. But I, I think we'll see, like – 25th
1: in points, 24th. 24th, yeah, 25th, somewhere in there.
0: And if you're that high in points, or I guess that low in points, whatever you want to look at it. Like, there's a couple top 10s on your radar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even 24th in points in cup is still a... You're going to have good runs. It doesn't mean you're running 24th every week. Um. And if he runs even three quarters as good as he ran at Darlington in the playoffs, where he was a legitimate top 10 car on speed... And they just, their slow-paid crew, it's a Spire, what do you expect? Kind of held him back. Uh, If he just has a couple runs like that, man, like, dude, you could see him stealing a win. And I know that's, like, a hot take. Uh, It shouldn't be. Like, dude was legitimately 7th place at Darlington in a Spire car. You get a random good run at, like, Martinsville where he's good at, where equipment doesn't really matter as much. Like, I don't necessarily think he'll win. But I think a Corley-Joy top five at a non-Super Speedway is on the radar this year. Like you look up and see Corley-Joy finishing fourth at Las Vegas, would you be surprised? Yes. I probably would, too. I'm just trying to hype him up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, But I want to see Corey do good. I think it's good to stack those pennies. Uh, then moving on to the 77, I'm actually really excited for the 77 car. Like, Spire's quickly becoming one of my favorite teams because I love the drivers they have. Like, Josh Balicki, like, this is the biggest um, opportunity he's ever had. People be like, ugh, Josh Balicki, you know, the Rick Ware driver. Like, he doesn't tear up equipment. Like, other than Martinsville last fall, like, I don't know if I've ever seen Josh Balicki in a wreck. Like, even, like, Super Speedways, he just keeps the car clean he finishes really well. Like, he's getting, I think, 25 races this year in that 77. I would be surprised to see him go full-time in 2023 with him or with somebody. And he deserves it, man. He's going to get a couple of Xfinity races with DGM in the 32. Like, Josh Palicki, I don't know, I think that's going to be a name you'll, you'll hear a lot more this year.
1: Yeah. Um... I don't know if it'll be Corey Joy level uh, in points. Or obviously not in points, but just while he's driving the race, driving the car. Because uh, I feel like also the resources are going to go more towards Corey. Mm. Um, since he's obviously going to be the only one that's full, full-time. Yep. But I do believe, you know, Josh is going to finish better than where he was whenever he was with Require, obviously. So, I'm, uh, I, I can probably guarantee that one. Um, Like you said, he doesn't terrible equipment. me, takes care of everything, gets his nose clean. So, yeah, I I think he'll go out there and just let them get more understanding of the car and then not have to frantically rush to be able to find new pieces for the cars to replace them with. So, yeah, I think he'll he'll definitely help the team out a lot.
0: Yeah, like, don't get it twisted. Like, people might not know who... Josh Blakey is he's not a pay driver like he is someone who's clawed his way up to this opportunity like he doesn't bring a lot of funding so he's here on merit he's not really here because he has a ton of if he had a ton of sponsorship he'd be full time so and then you have Landon Castle running the Daytona 500 and the Clash which I'm excited about I'm a big Landon Castle fan I I think 77 is just bringing in all the right drivers Uh, do you have anything else to say about Spire uh, no. All right. We're making really good progress now because we're done with a lot of the big teams. Next up, uh, Rickware Racing. The only reason we're going to talk about this is because Ryan Priest. Uh, that's the only thing we need to talk about with Rickware Racing. What are your <laughs> expectations for Priest? <laughs> uh, I don't
1: know, personally. Uh, how, how races? many races is he? Oh, I races?
0: What, what did you ask asking. that? Yeah, he's got Dover and the Coke 600.
1: I don't know. Obviously probably about twenty fifth, twenty sixth, obviously with them getting the Stuart Haas racing alliance.
0: I wouldn't even Him say be- those are tracks that Priest is known to be good at, are they?
1: Uh no. That's the whole thing. I don't know. I figure that you know I figure, I think he'll at least keep his nose clean and be able to pull something out. You know, twenty fifth, twenty between twenty and twenty fifth.
0: Well those races, that's probably be a full on Stuart Haas car.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, I don't
0: know. Yeah, I don't have a very high expectations for him. Um, we were going to have a ton of subjects on this podcast. We were going long. So let's just get through the thoughts on the offseason moves, and then we can have a follow-up episode for either early next we, week, or did we,
1: week. We didn't do JGR?
0: Yeah, no, we're not done. Okay. Um, I just want to, because we had a couple of things we were talking about. So let's just do the off-season for this one. Uh, let's talk about JGR. Um, the last, I think, big team we have. Um, starting off with Denny Hamlin and the number 11 at Joe Gibbs Racing at Toyota. Um, I don't think he makes Final Four again. He's made three straight. I think he really adapted to the high downforce package. Um, I'm expecting more of a down year from Denny this year, personally. <laughs>
1: I think we're gonna see the beginning of the end. Denny Hamlin. Uh in his career. I think he's starting what is he like 41, 42, I think he's forty two now. Um
0: I think he turns forty two this year.
1: So forty one, so in like
0: October or something like
1: that. Unless unless he's got some Kevin Harvick powers. Uh I, I don't know how much like we can see we'll see of him.
0: I think it's a number of things. I think age is gonna factor in to the decline, I think more focusing on twenty three eleven is going to factor in. His attention split. He's not just focusing on his cup car no more. But it seems like when his attention split, he does better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whether it's with relationship issues, or it's focusing on a new team. He's made three straight Final Fours. Like, even a slight decline, I think he just gets limited in the round of 8 or round of 12. Um, yeah. Guy, I don't think he's going to be bad. I don't think he's going to be the worst driver on the team. It's just... Yeah, I don't I don't know. I do think, though, yeah. if I was a betting man, i am put money on Denny winning his fourth 500. Yeah. Like, did you see the video of <laughs> him slicing the field and testing?
1: I did not see that video.
0: He dropped to the end of the pack, and in, like, two laps, he was up to the front. And it's a pretty big pack. So, like, it looks like the plate racing, or the super speed racing, is no plates anymore. It's going to be largely the same as, like, the end of the Gen 6 era. So, it, I mean it's pretty obvious who one of the top plate races super speedway racers was in that time
1: yeah I mean I wouldn't say I don't think he'll win I don't think he'll come on just win the 500 you know but I think he I think he will get a win this regular regular season unlike last year and until he won of the went to the playoffs
0: I think he'll get a couple
1: yeah at least a for sure I'll probably say he'll probably have three maybe on the year three or four
0: which, we're acting like Denny's going to be in a retirement home after this year. He's still going yeah. to have a good year compared to, like, most driver's standards. I think it's just going to be a slight decline from what we've seen from the past few years. Because he's been yeah. arguably the best Gibbs driver since 2019.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think
0: he'll race as bad as 2018. He just won't be as good as 2019, 2020. Like, he already yeah. kind of had a who, decline last year.
1: Yeah, I forget who said it, but it was somebody said, you know, my down years or some people's best years.
0: Wasn't that Aaron Rodgers?
1: I believe it was. I forget. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I remember hearing it. I forget who it was, but I feel like you know. He won't. He won't have a bad year just to Denny Hamlin's standards. The past couple of years, he'll be not as good.
0: I I think this is the last thing I say about Denny. I I think he'll win a couple of races. I think he'll make the round of eight in the playoffs. But I think even quote unquote down year for Denny this year will be better than the years Kyle Busch has had the past couple years. Yeah, and I think he'll still probably be better than Kyle Busch this year. Yeah. But let's move on to Kyle Busch. Ironically, the next driver, uh, with crew chief Ben Bashore, uh, I'm look. It looks like Reem's going to be a sponsor on the 18 this year. That's pretty cool. Um, I don't know if the paint games already came out or anything. I didn't know that. To be the last year with Mars and M Ms, and you're going to be the Candy Man. So I hope he at least wins a race with M Ms on, on board. Um I saw a lot of people speculating. Uh his contract runs through at least twenty twenty two. That if he has a bad year this year that he could part ways with JGR. How, what do you think? I don't that's not supported by any like credible sources, it's more so just like speculation. But it's a fun talking point. Like what do you think?
1: What was Martin Schreck Jr. sound through, twenty three?
0: 22. Uh, uh, he signed a contract extension in February 2021, but the length of the deal was not announced. So I'm going to assume 2022
1: or 2023. Yeah. Uh, personally, I'm going to say that probably, I don't see why they wouldn't get rid of, why they would get rid of Khabush. I, mean, I mean, sometimes he has, I mean, look at 20, I'm sorry. He had a down year and he came back last year and won a couple races and so I mean, one of them he didn't have a clutch so, I mean, he was, was clutch without the clutch Um. so there's in no world do I see JGR without Kyle Bush in 2023
0: but what if it's a Kyle Bush decision what if he knows I only have X amount of years left I just lost my main sponsor like I'm no longer the face of the company in my opinion Kyle Bush is not the face of JGR anymore um, which I know sounds he has two championships in the last seven years, but I don't even know who would be. Like, I don't necessarily think it's Denny. I don't necessarily think it's Truex. I think it's just they're all. I don't think JGR has that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like, do you think Kyle Busch goes somewhere where he's the guy? He gets all the attention. You think maybe he oh. saw what Denny did and he wants to bring KB him up to cup? Like, maybe not this year, but
1: I don't think Kyle Busch really cares about the attention. Like and inside the or like, like at the racetrack or any of that. I feel like he just wants to race, and so I feel like he he just, you know, obviously he wants to be contention to win, he wants to be in race cars that will win. And so I, there's, I just I don't see it. I can't see him without, with not being in JGR next year.
0: Yeah, I definitely think it's a long shot, but it's a fun talking point, anyways. I was just playing devil's advocate a little bit. Um. Moving on to uh wait, what are your expectations for Kyle this year?
1: I'd say probably two, three wins. Four wins maybe.
0: I don't really think he'll make a deep run in the playoffs.
1: Uh no, probably say probably about the round of twelve. Yeah. He always, seems to go, he always seems to get to the round of twelve and then just sputters a little bit.
0: Yeah. Um I I just think it's the the schedule's made up this year that Anything more than that's going to be taking him to get real lucky. And he's not very good at the Roval. Talladega, he's not good at anymore. He just always wrecks. I think getting to the round of eight is going to take some consistency that we haven't seen from Kyle recently. Moving on to Martin Truex Jr. Uh, Returning with James Small. No real changes from the Truex camp. All really the same sponsors from last year. Uh... I think if we were to see a surprise like retirement announcement in like May that this would be my last year, I think Turek's the guy.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't really consider Turek's retiring being retire retiring being a surprise really, man. Most of it, a lot of people have expected it for like the last two years. Um, especially with, you know, you had Harrison Burton, you had um, uh, you have Ty Gibbs now. Uh, then you had Ryan Priest, and you had Mr. Bell. I thought, you know, why, you know, keep Bell or keep Eric Jones? Release TrueX because just based on age, you would want Eric Jones more. But you know, is him just keep on him just keeps signing one-year deals instead of multi-year deals? Just keeps on adding fuel to that fire that he will end up being relieved of his duties soon.
0: Yeah, and I think that's honestly sad because TrueX is as a person. You know, it's questionable. Complains about lap cars a lot. But as a driver, man, he still is one of the best in cup. Like, by far. Like, he is. He can win anywhere uh, except plate races or super suit race. Uh, like, he's someone who's really good at road courses. Like, I think he wins a road course race this year before Chase does. He can win it literally any type of oval except a super suit apparently. And I think he makes Final Four. I do. I think he's a Final Four. Maybe not lock this year. But I think if any Gibbs driver makes it, it's going to be the 19.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, who all made the who all made the final four last year?
0: Chase, the five, the, the nine, the
1: 11, and the 19. So, you know, who finished second? Who finished second in the standings last year? I think it was Larson. Second?
0: Yeah. In the standings. Yes, I know it's tricks.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, I mean, obviously, he still has to drive there, but, you know, it's just a grind. Um, I can see him winning two races, but I don't know. I see him being out in the round of eight.
0: Even, that's not, that's still a pretty good season. Uh, moving on to Christopher Bell, I have, like, high hopes for Christopher Bell this year. Like, this car is more of, like, a race car. You know what I mean? Like, it's built like a race car. Like, I think Christopher Bell is going to adapt really well. It doesn't have that high downforce package. Like, Bell's going to be able to get that son of a gun sideways and drifting and running the wall. I think we'll see Christopher Bell have a breakout year.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. I think we'll see him, like, get a first, like, real win on an intermediate track. Not saying, you know, Daytona wasn't real, but, you know, kind of fluky with all the cost that they had. That NASCAR I put out. Um, I mean, he's obviously he's been in contention multiple times. You know, we almost won at New Hampshire last year. That was a wacky race. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I do feel like we'll see him in Victor Lane for the for the years so with like, and actually go out there and dominate.
0: Uh, I definitely agree. Uh, I don't necessarily think we'll see Chris Bowe win, like, three races. I think we'll see him maybe win one, maybe two. But I think we'll see him running top five, like, week in, week out. Leading a lot of laps. Making a run in the playoffs, like, the round of eight, or round of 12. Like, I think this would be like, okay, yeah, Chris Bell's earned displaced at JGR. You know what I mean? Because last year, it was a solid, like, first year with JGR. But and with no practice and a new team, like, it's hard. I think this year is going to be the year it's like, Wow. That's the Crystal Bell we've been hearing about. Um, assuming you don't have anything more to say about the JGR, we'll move on to Wood Brothers. Evan? Yes. Okay. Alright. Wood Brothers Racing. Uh. Driver Harrison Burton, rookie of the year contender, replacing Matt DiBenedetto. Benedetto. Brian Wilson, uh, crew chief. I think Brian Wilson's new crew chief, right? They weren't on. He wasn't there last year.
1: I remember he was playing Blaney spotter took yep. over. Okay, yeah. First spotter. crew chief. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's eleven p.m. at night, man. I'm tired.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Harrison Burton running for rookie of the year. I think it is extremely important for everyone to have zero expectations for Harrison Burton for next year. He's not going to win a race. Don't expect him to make the playoffs. Don't compare him to what Matty D did last year. He's a rookie with very little cup experience. I think he's like what, one start at Talladega. He's with a new yep. manufacturer, a new team, new car. Like, this is all going to be big for him.
1: Yeah, but there's one thing, though, that's also really big, too, is that who's in the
0: two
1: car next year? What? It was in the two car this year.
0: It's Austin Cedric.
1: Okay, rookies. So you have these two who have an on the xfinity series circuit for what the last two two years together. And so they also know a lot about each other. Whereas, you know, those two can help each other if, where they're in their flaws, where they're better, where they're not so good. You know, I feel like those two have been around, around, around enough that they will end up driving each other to be better. So, I mean, obviously, you know, I feel like the 21 car will have the same amount of wins as it had the last two years. But, I just.
0: Lost 10 years. Oh, no, I guess I'm blaming you on it.
1: Yeah, I forgot about that one. Um, I guess- yeah, I just feel like. Okay, I think I think I think he'll end up, you know, for being a rookie, in a new car, new team, new manufacturer, new series, and everything. I feel like he'll end up doing okay, doing pretty good. Probably like I probably said about twenty fifth, twenty 25th of points. That's exactly what I was 26th. thinking. Yep. Now th- we say this, he could come out there and just blow the doors for everybody and just win six of the first ten races.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: Oh, what happened? but, you know, still.
0: I don't necessarily think he'll have a bad season like an Anthony Alfredo 2021. But I do think it's important to not compare Harrison Burton this year to past drivers of the 21. It's a completely different situation. Uh, Matt D, while he didn't have the experience with the Wood Brothers or Penske, he at least had the cup experience to bounce back off. Harrison Burton has, like, literally no cup experience. He's never ran for Ford, so he's building a new relationship with the manufacturer. Uh, new people there. The, the cars sound different. Like, it's just, everything's different. New team, like, I, I think the first half of the year for sure, the 21's probably going to look disappointing. Especially if you're a Matt DiBenedetto fan, you're going to use that to be like, well, they should have kept Magic D. I think the second half of the year, you'll see him up it a little bit. I, I don't think you'll see Harrison win rookie of the year. I don't really think he'll be close. Because while, yes, Austin is a, uh, a rookie as well, Cindric at least ran seven races last year. Like, he's been with Pinski for years. You know what I mean? He probably has the same team moving up uh, with him. Uh, well, I guess he probably has Brad Kowalski's team. But, like, the pit crew as well. He had the same pit crew last year that he has this year. So, yeah. Uh, moving on to 23.11 Racing. Starting with Bubba Wallace. Um, it was announced today actually that Lion is going to be sponsor for multiple races, so they took Pinsky's sponsor. Um, Expectation wise for Bubba, I think he has to win a race. I think he has to run close to Kurt Busch. Um, yeah. I think it's a put up or shut up kind of year, and I I would I hope he put up I like, I hope he like, sh- yeah uh, I hope he contends. I don't think he's going to make the Final Four. I think he needs to be close to making the playoffs. Uh, he's got to be close to Kurt. We know how good Kurt Bush is. I feel like everyone's expectations for Kurt Bush is kind of high. Uh, it's like, they're going to be the same equipment. You can't expect Kurt to win three races. Like, well, as long as Bubba wins one, it's fine. Like, no. Like, if Bubba deserves to be here, which is a pretty high-quality ride... He's got to start performing on the track. Last year was tough. It was expected to be tough. There was no practice. It was a whole new team in general. This year, like, they're going for broke. Like, I think Denny and Michael Jordan want to see the 23 or 45 win the championship. You know what I mean? Like, that's – their goals right now is, yo, you guys got to make playoffs. We got to win races. Like, we have expectations this year.
1: Yeah, here's another thing, too, is, you know, the last – ever since Bubba's been in the, the Cup Series, he's been what? The only driver for the team. And so, now it's his first time with a teammate. And then, you know, your teammate is Kurt Busch.
0: It's also the best you teammate ha- you could have.
1: And you have practice. And so, what's Kurt Busch great at? He's great at setting drivers up to be able to succeed. So, I think, you know, those two being together, obligating mm-hmm. practice, having qualifying... You know, both of them having – you know, everybody having to deal with a new car. I just think that's going to be a winning formula for this team. I think you could – I think this team at least wins four races. Um, it's hard to say, you know, you don't know who, which teams win, which driver will win what of those four. But, yeah, I, I do see this team at least tripling their win total last year, if not more.
0: Yeah, I think I think Bubba has to. Like, I feel like we haven't been this hard on a driver all all this whole time, but I think Bubba's in a situation where if he he, if he underperforms, it's gonna like kind of prove the haters right. Um, I think he knows that. I think the team knows that. It's like. At some point, the excuses got to stop. Last year, and I'm not even saying from Bubba, but just, like, from the fan base, from everybody. Last year was a new team. There's no practice. You got practice this year. The team is clearly confident in themselves enough to expand and bring in someone like Kurt Bush. You don't bring in Kurt Bush if you don't think you can win races. You know what I mean? And Kurt Bush doesn't yeah. go anywhere if he doesn't think he can win races. Like, he, this is probably the last contract he gets. Like, he might get a slight extension after this, but I don't think he goes to another team. Like, Kurt Bush is up there in age. Like, I think this is a result here.
1: Yeah. Plus, too, I think with Bubba, it's just, you know, everybody says that first one's always the hardest. You know, you get that first one right, at, almost at, right at the end of the year, you know, so you don't really have much to show off. I mean, you know, at Kansas, he's running top ten, you know, getting yelled at by Kyle Bush on the radio. So, I mean.
0: Yeah, Bubba ran really good, like, the last third of the year.
1: Exactly. So, I mean, you know. I feel, like once, I feel like since he got that first one off, but it was so late in the year, I feel like he can take what, where he was at the last start of the year and be able to build on that momentum. And, you know, as long as Corley Joy doesn't wreck him out five laps in, yeah, you know, then I think, you know, he should be able to go somewhere with it. You know, obviously, I feel like for sure both of them make the playoffs. I just don't know, you know, how far they're going to play so I want to say, I'll probably say round of 12 for Bubba.
0: Round of 12 if he for Bubba, get, round of
1: 8, Kurt. If he, if he can get a win in the round of 16. Uh, But, you know, obviously, yeah, round of 12 for uh, – or round of 8 for Kurt.
0: Yeah, so. I feel like we have high expectations for Bubba, but it's not because we don't believe in him. I think it's just you have to this year. Like he's a veteran in the sport now. Like he's been in Cup since 2018. This is the best opportunity he's had, and we say that every year. It's like, man, this is the best opportunity he's ever had, but it really is. Like 23:11, he is the, genuinely like the best teammate you could have. Like Kurt is known for helping out his teammates. He's known for like raising and building an operation. Like I don't think Chastain does nearly as well last year if if, if anybody else is in the one car. Uh, I don't know if Trackhouse picks him up this year if Kurt wasn't his teammate. Like he definitely installed some confidence in Chastain. He helped him out a little bit. Like, this is all stuff that Chastain has said. So. But yeah, moving on to Kurt. We already kind of mentioned this. Um I'm looking at the sponsors on that car. And you know, Money Lion's going to be there for a couple races, Series XM for a couple races, McDonald's for a couple races. He's back with Billy Scott. Like this is This is looking like a good year for that 45 car.
1: Yeah, I feel like Kurt got who he wanted, you know. Not just having to, be, not just having the owners paired, you know. all, I feel like he went because you know, I feel like you know, him and Billy, were pretty good.
0: Yeah, that goes back to the Stuart Haas days.
1: Yes, exactly. Like this is like back, about oh, to be 2018 after Tony Gibson retired. But I feel like you know they, I mean they went out and won Bristol together, you know the night race, so. In I feel like they he almost
0: made the final four. Exactly. So
1: yeah. And so I think you know they—that was a great race too. That's probably the best race I've ever attended in person. Um. Yeah. Getting back to the point, I do feel like Kurt got. Kurt is probably in one of the best positions he's been in since he's won the championship, in two thousand four.
0: And he's been with a lot of teams that's saying something.
1: Yes. But now, does his old age show up here? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Still, it's it's there. You know, Father Time always shows up.
0: I think Kurt Busch is the kind of guy who's, like, just smart enough that he puts uh, puts as much energy in the car and into the race as he needs to, so he doesn't, like, wear himself out. You know what I mean? Like, you ever see him after the races? Like, he is, like, just shining. Everyone else is, like, passed out. Um... So let's move on to colleague. I noticed we kind of skipped the 16 earlier, so we'll talk about that now. Um, let's not spend as much time on the 16 because it is what it is. I think Almondinger can going to be really good on the road courses. I'm excited to see Noah do his races, and I think it's cool that Daniel Hemrick got an opportunity back in Cup. Really good car. But yeah, I feel like yeah. it's hard to give.
1: Man, I feel like I feel like that 16 car is going to be t- like going to be up there a lot. You know, it's either going to be you know they're saying steering wheel or checker flag, so. Yep. Yeah, you know, I think you know AJ can win on all. Uh, AJ can win on all the road courses as, as he did last year. Noah can win on super short ways. Daniel Daniel can. You know he could be there on the short tracks. So.
0: Yeah, I definitely think. Obviously, the 16 is full time, just not with a certain driver. I think it's reasonable to expect the 16 to finish top 25 in owners points which when you're saying there's three drivers and one of them has no cup experience ever, uh, That's that might be bold. I don't know. Uh, moving on to Justin Haley. Dude, I don't feel good about this one. Like, I yeah. think, man, I, I like Justin Haley, but...
1: He's only won, what, Daytona and Talladega?
0: Yeah, like, he's... Other than trucks where he won, like... Yeah. Texas, I think, when
1: in most Todd Gillen
0: ran out of gas. And most sport, when the leaders wrecked themselves in the last lap. Yep. Uh, Ironic, Todd Gillen is, again, with Noah Gregson. Uh, he's never won a non plate race. He's won the rain shortened race in the Cup Series in 2020 or 2019 at Daytona. He's won multiple Talladega and Daytona races in Xfinity. Uh, I think when we go plate racing, Super racing, That's going to be hard to get used to, man. I think he will be, like, a sleeper pick that a lot of people don't really consider, but you'll see him up at the front. And honestly, he could steal a win. Like, it's so hard to bet against Justin Haley at Daytona and Talladega. Cup, Xfinity, truck. it doesn't matter. Like, he's going to be there. But at non-Super Speedways, like, I don't want to say he'll be disappointing, but I think he'll be behind the 16 consistently. Like, even if it's Gregson or him in the car, like, I think he'll be behind him.
1: Yeah, like people I mean, are acting
0: like he's a rookie. He has a lot of cup races. He almost ran the full he does. cup series schedule last year.
1: Yeah, that's like nobody. Nobody seems. Nobody mentions that at all. Like you know, he's ran a lot of cup races.
0: Like he, you can't even use the experience line. Like he genuinely ran like 28 cup races last year. Um, I don't know. I like Justin Haley. I hope he does good. Because I, like, I want Colleague to succeed. Um, yeah, he's 31. He has exactly one full year at Cup Starts. He had 31 races last year. He had uh, two top tens, which is actually pretty good. Four laps led. So, yeah, you know, hope he does good. Do um, you have anything else to add there?
1: I do not. All
0: right, moving on to Front Row Motorsports. You have Michael McDowell returning in the 34. With Blake Harris' as crew chief, Blake Harris used to be uh, Martin Trex Jr.'s car chief. It's his first time being a crew chief. So that's going to be interesting. Lost Drew Blickensterfer, which I think is going to hurt the team tremendously. Um, I, I don't really have any expect I don't think he, they won a race. And that shouldn't sound like a hot take, but obviously they won a race last year and made the playoffs. I don't see either car making the playoffs this year, I, I think, compared to last year specifically. It's a regression year, which... He won a plate race. Like, what do you get that out of your head? Yeah,
1: I feel like okay. it's like a like a back to normal year.
0: Yeah, which is gonna sound like a bad thing. It's not. Like, Michael might finish twenty third, twenty seventh somewhere around there in points. Uh, he'll be the top car at front row. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's his last year in the thirty four. Um, so I don't have lot to say. Okay,
1: let me, let me let me th- let me throw this one at you. I wouldn't be surprised. This is, you know, was last year in the sport. McDowell's. No, the teams.
0: Yeah, there was rumor they were gonna sell it at twenty three eleven last year. So. Um. Yeah. I I don't I don't know. I think they continue, but I wouldn't be surprised if McDowell's out.
1: Yeah. But
0: who knows, man? If you know Dale Junior's coming up looking for a couple charters, and. He and Front Row can strike a deal, $15 million for the two charters, $7.5 each. I think Dale jumps on that deal. Uh, does Front Row accept it? Who knows? $15 is pretty low, but there's not very many people that need charters anymore. You know what I mean? Like, all yep. the guys, really, who needed them got them. Denny got his charter. Colley got their charters. Crackhouse uh, got the theirs.
1: It's so if you were the to sell, right
0: it probably should have been last year. Yep. Which they almost did, apparently. Uh, like those talks were going, you can see on screen as recent as late as October. So, uh, moving on to Front Row Motorsports, this is what their fourth straight year with a rookie, third straight year with a rookie in the 38. They had what, Matt Tift in 2019. Yeah, I was trying to make sure I had the year right. 2019. Yeah. John Hunter in 2020. <laughs> Anthony Alfredo in 2021. Now Todd Gillen 2022. So- I think the 38 will be improved this year over last year. Todd Gillen's a smart driver. I don't think he's a terrible equipment. Yeah. But I don't think he's going to do as good as John Hunter and Matt did. I feel
1: like John Hunter is like, would be a good uh, Cup Series driver, personally. Because usually you see, you know, these drivers come out, they win a bunch of races in the blower series that comes to the Cup Series, and they just, you know, aren't that good. Or sometimes you see, you know, like a Jimmy Johnson-Hillenman's won you know, series race goes out wins seven championships. I feel like John, I feel like you know Todd Gillen's smart. You know, he keeps his nose clean a lot. Uh, he's won a couple truck races. I feel like he'll I feel like he'll be consistent enough where he'll be you know considered you know good to okay in a cup car.
0: Let me ask you this. Right, it's gonna sound like a dumb question at first, but once you like think about it, could you see Todd Gillen winning Rookie of the Year? No. It's a spec series. He will have essentially the same equipment that Austin Cindrick will have. No, it's going to be he doesn't, put together by better he he engineers. Doesn't, he
1: doesn't, and, he doesn't have strangest. the Team Penske engineers exactly, or the yeah. crew chiefs.
0: Um, but, like, pure equipment-wise, the 38 Ford's going to be basically the same thing as the 2 Ford. It's just, you know, arguably better crew chief and engineers and more money being thrown at it on Austin Sendrick's side. I think the 38, or I think uh, Todd Gillen finishes better in the standings than... Uh, Harrison Burton. Uh, and the other reason I think that I is that Todd at least has a connection with his team. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah, that's for true. A while. Like, people like- are still thinking about this like they did with the Gen 6, where it's like, wow, Front Row Motorsports competing with Penske? Like that's not- it's the same damn car. Like, yeah, The only difference I is mean- people that are essentially like following the instruction manual, manual putting it together. Like, it's the same equipment. It's just, is Seth Barber going to do as well as whoever Austin Hendrick's crew chief is? Are the car chiefs going to be the same when setting up the car heading into the track? They have the same engines. But I would, I 100 think Austin Hendrick's a better driver. And that's largely what it comes down to.
1: Yeah. I, but Harris Burton, I feel like, because it was, what, his fourth race in the season, the uh, next fit of the series, 2020, before you won a race? So I feel like he Harrison can. Harrison Burton? Harrison, who'd what, what I say?
0: Well, I make sure you're talking about Harrison Burton, because he didn't win to the
1: playoffs. Yeah. Harrison Burton won. Oh, right? no, he won at Fontana, oh, the you're
0: right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then he won, so like, I feel like.
0: So I Yeah, you're right. He won
1: Texas, and then he won uh, Martinsville. I feel like, you know, once he learns, he learns very quick. So I feel like I feel like he can, you know, outdo Todd Gilliland.
0: Yeah, I'm not trying to, like, shit on Harrison Burton either. I think it's just people underestimate how much it matters to, like, have no connection with the manufacturer or a team or anything. Or, the, like, it's one thing for Kurt Busch to go to 2311 in Toyota. People he's never really worked with. But at least he has the cup experience and the experience of moving from team to team. Like, Harrison Burton's only known Toyota, right? Like, he's only known the Joe Gibbs system. He ran for Kyle Busch. And for Joe Gibbs and now he's going to a whole new manufacturer a whole new league with a lot harder competition whole new team I think it's going to take an adjustment period
1: yeah but I feel like you know I don't know I think I think he'll be able to adjust pretty quickly you know especially with having Austin who knows the system you know right there with him
0: do you think Austin trick and Harrison Burton are going to be like helpful to each other though
1: yeah, I feel like if they wouldn't have been, I feel like if the teams felt like that they wouldn't be, they wouldn't have brought them in together. Well,
0: Harrison's there because of Dex.
1: Yeah, but I feel like you know, still the team would, team still would say, you know, no, this wouldn't be a good idea. But,
0: I don't think they're gonna hate each other, but I don't think they're gonna be like best friends. Looking at that together it, and stuff.
1: Yeah, I feel like you know. They know each other well enough to where I feel like they have an understanding of what will happen.
0: Yeah, because they're gonna be competing with each other, right? Like, on the surface, winning Rookie of the Year probably didn't seem like, and yeah, they probably don't care about that that much. Like, that's they both know they're not gonna win the championship this year. Right? Making the playoffs is probably be a stretch, but Rookie of the Year, there's a 33 percent chance going into the season. Like, that's I'm gonna win that. There are only three rookies, right? Well, there's only three rookies that matter. Uh, so Todd Gillen. Austin Cedric Harrison Burton, like that's their goal this year. Like, let's just keep the nose in one clean for thirty six, ra- keep the nose clean for thirty six races. Let's go in Rookie of the Year. Like, that's their championship. So, you've never really seen teammates go for that like that. Uh, but unless you have anything else to say about front row, if we talk about front row a lot, a lot. What we mostly did, we kind of went back to Penske. What
1: are we at two hours right now?
0: Uh, Hour 40.
1: Oh, 40. Too bad.
0: I'm probably going to upload this as a YouTube video on the mirror driving. To be honest. Because I'm recording uh, the screen, anyways. so. Oh, no. No, what?
1: You're going to show me when my balls hanging out? No, um. I
0: haven't looked at Discord once. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> moving on to Petty GMS Motorsports.
1: How many more teams are there?
0: Only a couple. <laughs> a lot of the teams are low numbers. So moving to Petty GMS Motorsports. You have the number 42 of Ty Dillon. Uh let's let's not be cute about it. Ty Dillon's not gonna be this team long term. I think he's gonna get embarrassed Barrick Jones this year. Like I have I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I'm not trying to Yeah. I'm not trying to insult Ty Dillon or his fans or whatever. I'm not trying to like it's anything controversial, I don't think I am, I just, I don't know how I landed this ride, I think there were a lot of better options, I think Ryan Newman's a better option than Ty Dillon, I think Matt DiBenedetto's a better option than Ty Dillon, but Ty Dillon brings funding, so, I, I think if you go to a, a Joe Gibbs Xfinity car, and you can't even, like, come close to, like, winning, like, it's not that, like, you have to go win every race, but if you can't even look competitive, then it's like, Maybe racing isn't for you. Yeah. I don't think Ty Dillon sucks. I don't think he's going to wreck very often. I think the 42 is probably going to be in like the least amount of accidents like at the end of the year. You're like, wow, yeah, Ty Dillon didn't really wreck that much. Kind of like Josh Malicki last year. But, and hopefully I'm wrong, because the more competitive cars, the better. If Ty Dillon leads more than 50 laps this year, I'd be like, what the hell? Like, how'd that happen? Like, I think Ty Dillon's going to be like a 28th place in points. Whereas Eric Jones... I see being a fringe playoff contender like 20th in points yeah like if a couple races fall his way we can maybe see him point his way in but I think that's a stretch for this year but GMS is bringing some good funding so um also Joe Gibbs or not Joe Gibbs Eric Jones still has that focus factor sponsor for 26 races I think that's a scam I don't think the last whole 26 I'm not trying to be aggressive but yeah call like see I don't know how they fell for that that was all Rich Petty Motorsports. Contracts already signed for this whole thing to go over. I do like Eric Jones' new crew chief this year, Dave Ellens. Yep. I think Eric Jones can have a pretty good year, for sure.
1: Yeah, I feel like I feel like he'll be better than it was last year, for sure. Yeah, he's, got, he's got that first full season up with Petty. You know, he knows he now knows the system and how everything works with them. Um Obviously, he's still got to work, work with a new car. But like you said, Dave Ellens, I feel like he is probably one of the best crew chiefs in the garage, and he. Definitely. Don't he's, I don't even think he's been a a, a Cup Series crew chief yet. I, like he, I think he's only, only been with Noah in the Infinity yeah. Series. So I feel like I feel like he's he's going to set the team up well. Sure.
0: I think we'll see the 43 be the flagship flagship car for that team, and not just because of the Petty connection really like think the 42 has a Petty connection as well because, you know, Lee Petty. And obviously we know both cars are Petty GMS, but I think the 43, like I think I think this is a contract year for Eric Jones. I'm not really seeing that on here, but I do think his spot, his contract ran through 2023. Maybe it's – or maybe it's twi- – uh, He just signed an extension
1: this yeah, year. Yeah, that's
0: what I was thinking. I think it was originally – I don't even know. I don't know if it's a one-year or two-year, but I wouldn't be surprised to see if Eric Jones runs well enough that he gets upgraded to a better team. I hope he stays with GMS and becomes like a, a franchise driver for them, because I think, I think he's someone that we could see like ten years from now still with GMS, ten plus career wins, and then he's like he's like the guy you think of when you think of GMS, and he deserves it. Ty Dillon, I don't think he's here for the long term. I think Grandinfinger would have been a better pick. He's with GMS and trucks. Not a big Ty Dillon guy, if you couldn't guess. I love his brother though. Moving on to JTG Doherty. Single car operation with old Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Um, this is where I think my first major hot take comes in. Um, I think Storahosh Racing probably should have plucked Stenhouse over Ryan Priest. I understand why they didn't, because Stenhouse could keep his ride. But he has the same KHI connection that Priest has. He s- dominated Ryan Priest as teammates last year and the year before dominated like at the time of the regular season ending like again I don't know the points after that because everything got all messed up after the regular season ended Ryan Priest was 27th in points Ricky Stenhouse was 18th he was a fringe playoff contender in a JTG car
1: okay okay hang on let me ask you this yep how much of that was JTG giving all the resources to us and then the Priest because Priest was not a charter car
0: I think that's a good point we can look at 2020 if you'd like You want to do that? Yes. We're going to do that. I'm I'm screen recording right now, so this works out. Uh, I don't know how that opened into a new tab. That is a good point. Ryan Priest was not uh, chartered, so they were probably putting a lot more attention into Stenhouse. 2020, uh, Stenhouse had a poll. He had double the top tens, four compared to two. He had three top fives compared to zero for Priest. <laughs> um Stenhouse's four top tens in twenty twenty. Uh I mean actually looking at this, damn, Priest had more top tens than Stenhouse last year. Uh, He finished 27th points compared to Stenhouse's 22nd. Average finish, 22.8, compared to 19.7. Running at finish, uh, Priest had two more DNFs. Laps led, Stenhouse 35 compared to Priest twelve. That's a lot closer I thought it was. 2020 really speaks in favor of Stenhouse. Uh, 68 laps led to twelve to Priest. Four top tens compared to two. Three top fives compared to zero. Rank in points, 24th, 29th. Average finish... I was looking to ever start earlier. Average finish... 22nd, 24th. Not gonna lie. Stats are a lot closer, but I think the points finish speaks volumes. I'm gonna leave that in, though. Uh, What the hell? I still think that... Stenhouse going to... Stuart Haas over Priest is. That's what I would do. He has he brings sponsorship, which Priest really doesn't. Uh, Stenhouse gets the whole knock that he wrecks a lot, and sure, you know I'm not going to deny that. I'm not even like a Stenhouse like mega fan. Uh, Stenhouse does wreck a lot, I'm not going to deny it, but I think it's more so that. The car wants to finish 18th, and he's like, "No, I can get 17th." And he just walls it, or he overdrives it, kind of like what I said about Austin way earlier. Whereas I think Priest doesn't have that that factor where, like, if the car is going to finish 20th, he might finish 21st. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yep. I think Priest is too safe, but he wrecks a lot, which makes no sense.
1: Yeah, you, know, you know, watching him, you know, when he won the truck race in Nashville, he eloquently took his time. Like, he knew when to pick the spot, when to back off and cool his stuff down, and then they would try again. He knew exactly when to pick his moment. So, you know, I just feel like he's not really aggressive. You know, I feel like he just he's more of a thinker than he is a driver.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, Do you have any expectations for JTG this year?
1: Nothing crazy. You know, I figured that, you know, they got 20 uh, somewhere in there. You know, just it's g as usual. Maybe. Do you, think,
0: do you think they sell out at the end of the year?
1: One top five, two top fives. Uh, you know, like you mentioned earlier, you know, like Dale Jr. wanting to come to the, uh, to the sport, or to the series, I mean. Mm-hmm. It could happen. Never know. I mean, obviously, you know, they mentioned that they were looking to get out uh you know we've also mentioned the rcr wants to get out or wanted to get out on point last year um i, mean, I don't know but there's there's potentially gonna be a lot of ownership changes really happens that's I'm rumored
0: sorry. go ahead was done uh you'd pause it so i thought you were done. Obviously, the whole reason I ask if he thinks JTG's going to sell out is because, it was reported by The Athletic, uh I not really report it on the Teardown podcast, Jordan Bianchi said that JTG's been looking to sell for a couple years, and they probably will be looking to sell at the end of this year. They just they don't make a lot of money. Um, they wreck a lot of cars for both their drivers. Their only driver this year is house. Not really known for keeping things clean. They're spo- they, you're looking at the screener now, you see all their sponsors, but a lot of that is due to Kroger. Uh, Stenhouse brings Sunny D and NOS. Uh, all the other sponsors are essentially Kroger. Like Bush's Beans, Irish Spring, Sweet Leaf, Hungry Jack, Scott Brands. That's Kroger stuff. So uh, We already did Rick Ware, Spire. Live Fast Motorsports, the final full-time team. Uh <coughs> like what do you want us to say? They're sponsored by motorsports games, like what do you expect?
1: Um I'm gonna say This might be crazy. Oh, I'm just kidding, no, it's not. I'm gonna say probably thirty six in points.
0: The last of the charter teams?
1: Oh yes.
0: I agree. That seems mean, but I think Rick Ware is taking a step up with their uh, alliance with Stuart Haas. Spire is no longer the back marker. Starcom is gone. I I don't think it's crazy. Do you think they'll finish last of the charter teams? Uh, Let's quickly touch on some of these part-time teams, and then we can call it a night. How's that sound? Perfect. You're a little quiet, buddy. You want to get closer to your mic? Perfect. All right. Let's start with Team Hesberg. Hesberg. Uh... They have Larice Hesmonds, I'm sorry, I can't pronounce your name, buddy In Jacques Villeneuve running in Daytona The team's going to primarily run the road courses And some short tracks As well as the Daytona 500 uh, No charter for this team, obviously Because they are part-time I don't think you can really put an expectation on them uh, I don't think they will make the Daytona 500 I think they'll miss out in the duel Just Just, uh, I don't know I don't know what to say about them you know what I mean I know nothing about them they don't even have any sponsors or crew chief listed or an engine supplier
1: yeah I don't know um, they you know the Phoenix test they were last both times but then again they cut their interval in half from going from 1.2 seconds to 6 tenths of a second so I mean obviously they're learning and now they're starting to catch up um yeah once again that's don't we don't expect a lot
0: I think one of the issues is okay well let's talk about testing real quick you gotta take that with a grain of salt some teams are doing some things that they won't be able to do in the race uh like the skew or whatever some teams probably aren't showing their whole hand like I'm sure Hendry can go faster at Phoenix than they did in the test you know what I mean like a little bit of sandbagging just trying to learn stuff trying to fill out the car they're not really looking for speed um also, I think the quality of NASCAR drivers is kind of holding the team back. Like, no discredit to Jacques Villeneuve, past F1 champion. It's huge that he's here. It's really cool. Loris Hesmans, is a—he was a really good uh, NASCAR NASCAR Euro Series driver. But like, this is the Cup Series, right? Like, like Loris might run well at road courses, um, and I assume he's going to try running the short tracks too. Because maybe he wants to go full time next year. Sure. I don't know, but Shock isn't known as a good super street racer. Like, I think if they had someone like uh, uh, Regan Smith, it'd be it'd be a little bit better. Like maybe like okay, likes well, them running decent, but it's the driver selection is a little questionable. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, moving on to the money team racing, the team that we all thought was fake. Up until this week, they're launching with Kaz Grala. They have a sponsor, in Pit Viper, Crew Chief Tony Uri Jr., and they have ECR engines. If you know about this team, uh, I think this team—I think we'll see this team in the Daytona 500, man. I-, I think they'll make it.
1: Yeah, I feel like you know they've got a good, very good shot, especially with Kaz Grala uh, driving it. You know, he's, you know. Very good at play tracks, you know. He's not—he's not one of the best, but I say he's—he's I mean, he's got to win in the truck series there. Um, I feel like he's—he—he he's smart enough to be able to put them in a position to where they can get into the five hundred. Uh, don't know how how they are doing the five hundred, but you know, I feel—I like I do think that they will will be able to get in.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like these part-time teams, and we don't have a lot. We can't give expectations because we don't know races they're gonna run. They're not full-time. So we can only give expectations for the races we do know. And I do think that, I didn't think this team existed two weeks ago. Now it does exist, and I think we will see it in the Daytona 500. Uh, Moving forward to MBM, we'll talk about both their cars right now. Uh, JJ Yaley is going to be running the 55 Hex, where would it go? I was was suddenly looking at the Beard Chevy. I was like, wait, what? He'll be running the Hex.com Ford, I think. Um, apparently hex.com is like a scam website from crypto like people into crypto know like Cody Ware talked about it so that's a little interesting hope Carl Long doesn't get burned there the crypto sponsors always scare me because I don't really trust a lot of it but JJ Galey's is like one of the more underrated drivers in NASCAR and Daytona is hard to do but like say they run like Vegas or Fontana I think Gailey is the kind of guy you want on your side for a small team so, I think, I hope he makes it. I like Carl Long. I like NBA Motorsports. you have anything to say about JJ? No. <laughs> yeah. uh, these small teams, like, what do you want to say? <coughs> uh, Timmy Hill, big Timmy Hill fan. It's my girlfriend's favorite driver for some reason. Uh, I really hope he makes the 500. Once again, these part-time teams, they don't have a charter, so they have to qualify into so the duel. He has Bumper.com as a sponsor. Um, I guess they sell bumpers. Clinton Cram is the crew chief, and the engine supplier is NBM Motorsports. So, I didn't know they made their own engines. Uh, I don't know. Like, what, what do you want me to say, bro? Like, I don't know. Um, one that I think you will have an opinion on is Beard Racing, or Beard Motorsports, whatever you want to call them. Noah Gregson attempting the Daytona 500, uh, with Beard Oil sponsored an ECR engine. Uh,. Noah got wrecked in the duels last year and didn't make it to the 500. Do you think he makes it this year? Sure. (laughs) You're so done with this. What? You sound so done with this.
1: No, man. Um, I I do feel like he will be able to put himself in a better position in the duels than he did last year because obviously last year was just... he He just kept finding bad spots to be put in and then he got wrecked. So I feel like he knows better than what to do now, you know. Especially with almost every couple, you know, I guess in the experience of this series it will be the plate wins. because yeah, he won Daytona, he almost won Tallaght a couple times. So I feel like he'll he'll be there. He might get to the 500.
0: Yeah, and even if he doesn't make the 500, he'll at least get some cup experience this year with a chartered car. So he'll be locked in with the colleague number 16. Uh, moving on to Gaunt Brothers. Dude, we don't know anything about this team this year. We don't have any potential drivers, sponsors, races. Um, they do have plans to run this year. They just couldn't get a next-gen car prepared by Daytona. Uh, and I don't think they want to take the risk of not making the show. Uh, tearing up a, an expensive car in the duel. Which is very possible. Um, I, I, I think it would be cool to see Parker Kligerman back in that car part-time that's my only expectation is hopefully they get Parker um yeah that's it we finally got through buddy
1: yay don't it's two hours
0: yeah I don't think anybody's still listening at this point so I can tell you this right now I'm gonna leave it in if you
1: if are if you are I love you you, you are, are us, bro, like die heart <laughs> and I'm gonna guess your name is Cody <laughs> i ask you why I'm just guessing
0: um so yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think that's it. Uh, man, that was a lot. Maybe, I... maybe tomorrow or something, we'll have a a, a more traditional Mirror Drive in podcast episode out where we discuss the Clash and some other topics that we had on the original list. But yeah, this this done did took. Uh, an hour and 59 minutes so let's end this where we get to the two hour mark Evan it was a pleasure hanging out with you for all a pleasure
1: evening. talking to you buddy you know I haven't talked to you in a while, so yeah, nice to- we
0: <laughs> Evan and I are good to talk to each other recently so that's part of the joy of the yeah, podcast we're, we're actually
1: we're actually dating um, we haven't told nobody yet though so don't tell nobody
0: we were going to announce it on Valentine's Day but yeah Evan Evan is yeah, we're dating, Sorry. So, yeah. Uh, I want to thank you guys so much for watching Evan thank you so much for joining me as always really hope you guys enjoyed if you listen to the end of this i highly doubt it i'm talking to myself right now uh, thank you guys so much for watching and as always see you guys next time
1: tighten up